Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Chris Venter is running just a hair late. He'll be here in a minute. Uh, unfortunately, uh, most of you know uh, Corey is on vacation, so it will be just Chris and I today giving you a uh, a lot of fantasy football information, maybe some more AAF information, maybe even talk a little baseball for all you baseball fanatics out there. But, you know, a lot of good things coming up. We'll talk a lot about the frenzy draft that's going on right now and moving along quite well into that draft. Uh, we're into the 12th round already, and the last pick off the board was a guy that I totally forgot about and wish I would have remembered, and that was Delaney Walker. Uh, Parker W. took him with the uh, 10th pick of the 12th round. And, man, that's, if he comes back fully healthy, that's going to be a great steal for him. So good pick for him for that. And we'll talk about some more of these picks, some of these guys that we thought maybe went a little too early. Maybe some of these guys, you know, fell a little later than we expected. So, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a lot of stuff here to talk about. And I am told that Chris is back. How you doing, Chris? Or not. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, he'll be here shortly. If not, maybe he can just yeah, my mic's turn on. his microphone. Ah, there he goes. It was. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Taz? How you doing? Okay, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Fantasy football frenzy. How's everybody doing on a Tuesday, February 12th at the FNTSY Studio Network here, uh, Studio 34, that is. Uh, so you're talking about the draft. I started, yeah, a little bit out of it. I just, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was Delaney Walker going. I totally forgot about him. I wish I would have realized he was there. Uh, <laughs> definitely a nice pick if he comes back fully healthy, especially in the 12th round. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I saw him there. Um, I was thinking about drafting him earlier, but I, I, I ended up going the Hunter Henry route uh, for the upside. So, but Delaney Walker, I mean, yeah. You're taking him in this tight end boosted uh, tight end boosted league uh, in the twelfth round. It could be a steal. That's a steal. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is the fun part about drafting so early because if you look at the lists on my fantasy league, some of these guys are just buried uh, in that list. Uh, I'm not sure who, quite where who put this list together in what order, uh, right. but some of these guys are definitely buried on this list. You really have to look through the list. Uh, to see some guys there that could represent great value now. Yeah, no, that's why what I do is I don't really use their list because I think their list is ba- is from last year. Yeah, that list that ADP. Well, I don't even think it's fully from last year either. I mean, because you you got guys like Spencer Ware that were really high, and you know even last year he wasn't drafted high. Right. So right. I'm not sure where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> it's some sort of ranking that they have. So what I do is I go to Fantasy Pros or. Because uh, I don't really have my ranking list anymore, it's old news. Because that was from before the season, so I, I just uh, I look at that their ranking because theirs is updated, and I 
find guys that are buried there, like a Hunter Henry, who was kind of buried on that list because he was out the whole year. Um, and other guys like that, like Kareem Hunt's buried on that list. Uh, and he ended up going earlier, though, I think in the 10th round or something like that, 11th round. But I don't know. I, I just think that a lot of these guys are getting buried. And the rookies, the rookies, you had to add them to the list because they weren't there. Right? Well, it, no, it wasn't so much that they weren't there. There's a setting buried on my fantasy league um, that you have to go in and make sure it's clicked. I thought it was clicked on all the leagues, and then for some reason it wasn't. Um, I'm not sure what happened there, but I went back in, turned it all on, so that you know they're there. Um, I, I just don't know what happens. They, they, you know, they're all listed as free agents, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but they are all there for your taking. As a matter of fact, I just took one. Did you? Let's see. Yes. Okay, I'm going to check that out right now. Who did we take? Jim Day takes Josh Jacobs. Running Josh back. Jacobs from Alabama. Alabama, right. He's a junior? Yeah, he was a junior coming out, yes. He's definitely coming out of uh, coming out to the draft? As far as I know, yes. Okay. Because I was thinking about him as well. I was looking at rookie... You know, running back rankings from college going into the NFL draft. Uh, and I saw Jacobs was one. And the guy I took in the last round, in the 11-12 turn, I took Damian Harris, the other Alabama running back, who was a senior. So you know he's coming out. Um, and it said, like they had an asterisk next to Josh Jacobs' name saying, uh, 2020 draft prospect. Oh, really? See, I, man, I could have swore I saw that he was coming out this year. I'll have to check. Yeah, he might be. I mean, I, that, that site could have been wrong. You know, I just saw he was one, Harris was two, and then, you know, the list went on. Uh, so I, that's what I did. I went Harris. I mean, because my running backs are bad. I have Breida and, I had Breida and um, uh, what you call it, Darius Geis, which Geis is a huge upside, you know, pick right there. He's my RB1. So I'm going for that big upside right there. And then, you know, I took Breida more of a safer pick for an RB2. But I don't know if he, how much playing time he's going to get with McKinnon back. Uh, so that's a problem. So that, that's why I went with Harris here. Because at this point in the draft, the starting running backs are gone. Long gone. At this point, you're getting backups, rookies, and whatever else, you know. Uh, and then I went with Rashad Penny. I went back-to-back -back running backs right there because I only had two. I needed the depth. And I think that Penny... Another high upside play. I mean, I think he, especially in a PPR league, I think he could be valuable in Seattle with um, Mike Davis probably gone. Yeah, okay. I'm seeing Josh Jacobs is definitely coming out. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, listen, I got to do yeah, more. Yeah, it would have sucked if not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, we got to obviously get into, when the exec gets back, we're going to get into the NFL draft uh, and talk about who's coming out. I mean, this is a really early draft, so I never really experienced this where, you know, I don't know which rookie running backs to take or where they're going to be because I never really do a draft that early, but it's fun. It's interesting to see. Well, that, that, yeah, that's what, you know, they, first of all, that's why we have 24 rounds. Yeah. So we can have, you know, build a ton of depth uh, in this. And, you know, it, uh, hey, look, 
at this point, it's speculation on almost all of these players for all of us. So it's just fun to, you know, I love drafting early just because, you know, you have a little bit of knowledge that you hope is a little bit more than everybody else. But at the same time, you're all just like throwing darts at some of these guys. Now, not the early round picks, of course, you know, most of them are pretty set in stone. But as we get into these later round picks, a lot of these free agents haven't moved yet. We have no idea where they're going to end up. Uh, You got things like, Kareem Hunt signing with Cleveland all of a sudden throws a wrench into, you know, Chubb and what's going to happen with Chubb, you know, so a lot of stuff still going on. And that's what makes these early drafts a lot of fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want to get into that, all that stuff, the recent news, three big things, obviously Uh, you got the Kareem Hunt signing, which happened live here yesterday at the very end of the show. So we didn't really get to talk about it. Well, he didn't sign live. No, no, no. We talked about it live. The news broke live. Right, the news broke live, right. And we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Uh, And then, you know, I also want to talk about recent news that uh, Antonio Brown tweeted, time to move on and forward. Yeah, but it may not be up to him <laughs> unless he wants to take the full year off like Bell did. He, I can't it may not see be up why to him. he would do Yeah, but I, I would think the Steelers, after all the years that he's been a great wide receiver for them, I would think they'd oblige. You know? I would think well, they'd... It's not, they're, not, they're not about obliging anybody. They're about what's going to help them the most. Well, and, yeah, but what I mean... You know, if they, if they, you know, look, at this point, they'd probably like to trade him, but if they're not going to get back for him... The value. What they expect to get back from him, and they're not going to trade him. They're yeah. going to sit his ass down and say, look, this is a business. We know you have a problem with it. Get over it. Be a man. Step on the field and play football. Okay, and then if he says, you know, I don't want to play for you and I'm not going to play, then, you know. Well, we just saw what they did to Le'Veon Bell, considered one of the best running backs in the league. They said, you don't want to play? Okay, don't play. Sit on the freaking sideline. We don't care. Right, and I think I hope. What I'm going to say here is I know Steelers will do that, well, and they'll be fine it. with you that. You don't say it. Yeah, no, they'll be fine with it because they'll have Juju, and they'll have <laughs> Hamilton, and uh, I mean, not Hamilton, um, Washington. Washington, and they'll be fine. They got their tight end. Hey, I'm not sure why Washington's get to the space where Juju was last year at this time. You know, Washington's still a little bit iffy, still needs to learn some things. He's not polished. As we yeah. saw, yeah, there, there's – they definitely had some issues with him last year, which is why they gave him extra training on the side. And he had to do some extra practices just for things like that, because he's not polished. He needs to work on his route running, things like that. Made some big plays in preseason, no doubt. Looked good there. People had high expectations, but a lot of the little things he wasn't doing right yet. So I don't know if they're really ready to go into the season with Juju and Washington as their one, two, but I don't think, I don't think but if they that have matters. to, they, they will. Oh, of course they will. Or they'll bring somebody else in to be there. Number right. two. There's plenty of decent Marius Thomas just that. got released. Yes, he did. You could take him <laughs> as a third wide receiver if you need to. He's not going well, to be too expensive. At this point, if they're somebody else in, it's going to be the number two. It wouldn't be the number three. Well, okay, yeah. Demarius Thomas, because he's a veteran, deserves to be the number two over uh, James Washington. So that makes sense. But what I'm saying is Antonio Brown... Like if he if he's really up you know against being on the Steelers for you know this year and the rest of his career, I think that he'll I don't think he'll sit out. He'll see he'll notice what happened to Bell and to miss a year of production and, and just a year of football would stink for him. 
So, but I think that they might work out something where they get they trade him to a team. But they obviously, like you said, they have to get the value for him. Here's the problem: he's going to be 31 years old. So, what is his value? He's not 26 like Le'Veon Bell. You know what I mean? It's different. I don't know what Man, type of value you're going to get. Came off a monster year. I'm tired of people worried about 31 year old wide receivers. I'm not worried about a wide receiver till he gets to be 33, 34, 35. At this point, these guys are in so much better shape than ever before that they're playing longer. So 31 means absolutely nothing to me. And he just showed last year that 30 didn't mean anything to him. I don't think 31 is going to be any different. So I'm not really look if they can't trade him and get what they want out of him. I just I just expect him to be back whether he tweets it or not. Look, at this point, it's all about, you know, trying to create a, a, you know, a monologue here saying, oh, I don't want to play with you anymore. But maybe that's his way of trying to get them to come to the table and maybe give him a little something more or something else. But, you know, again, if they can't trade him for what they expect to get out of him, they're not going to trade him. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has shown time and time again that they're not going to kowtow to players no matter how good they are. Yeah, they're stiff like that. And, and I, you know, I commend them for that. But here's the thing. I know you're saying 31, I don't care about the age. And I uh, listen, I understand. 30, 31, you could still be a great wide receiver. You could still be in your prime. Obviously, a lot of guys have done it. But when you're 31 trying to go to a team that's looking to build for the future or even for now, you know, you have to take into account that he's 31. So how long are you going to have him for? And how long, you know, is he in your plans for the future if you're another team? Well, see, that just makes it harder to trade him. Right. It's going to be a difficult situation, is what it comes down to. So I mean, when it comes, and ultimately, again, I'm going to stick to my point. If they can't find trade value that they think is worth it, they're not going to trade him. They don't care what he says. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I don't know. It's sad to see. I, I wish the Antonio Brown thing would just clear away as soon as possible before the season, so that you know, that's the NFL. Nothing clears away I know, as soon right? as possible. It's like that. <laughs> well, yes, we're not going to know. Yeah. He, what did he do? He missed his uh, uh, speeding ticket court date now, too. So now he's got that hanging over right. his head. A lot you hanging know, over his head. <laughs> I know. Nuts. It's a little messy. But the, like you said, the NFL gets messy. There's always something going on. There's always some controversy going on. And that brings me to Kareem Hunt, signed by the Cleveland Browns. Now, obviously, all over the place yesterday, everybody's speculating, why would the Browns do that? It doesn't make much sense. Well, I, it actually kind of does make sense when you really think about it. First of all, they got him at a real cheap price. I mean, we're looking at a max of maybe a million dollars, and that's if he meets all incentives. Right. So that's a ridiculous price for a guy who's that talented. Um, second of all, even if they don't get him on the field this year, he becomes a restricted free agent. So even if somebody else wants to take him off their hands next pay. year, they get they well not only that they get draft pick back, mm-hmm. so they'll they'll get a draft pick back based on you know who takes them and, and when, so you know that that's something else they get out of it from a measly million dollars even if you know <laughs> they may not even have to pay that much if he doesn't play at all or if he only plays limited amount of games, so for them it was a you know it really wasn't a bad deal at all. I mean, you deal with the PR nightmare that's gone quickly. And then you you get past that and you see what you get out of the kid. Right. Well, but that's what I'm saying. What what do you think goes down with the with this whole running back situation? I mean, obviously Chubb, 
You know, I thought he was going to be the centerpiece of this run game. Now, obviously, though, Hunt's probably going to be out for, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 weeks because of suspension. Yeah, we just don't have any idea. Yeah, we just don't know. Duke Johnson uh, you know, becomes it, the it odd man out. It should be six weeks based on the CBA because they can't, you know, everybody kept coming out and saying the CBA says domestic violence is an automatic six weeks. But then they have the other couple of little small things that are hanging over them that we haven't heard anything else about yet. So mm-hmm. we have no idea where they're at with that. So that may add more time. So, I, I mean, at this point, we just don't have a clue. Neither do they. But, again, they didn't put out a lot of money to bring him in. Right, right. Um, it, you know, if he doesn't play at all, it's not going to cost him hardly anything for, you know, him, them to sign him in. You know, and it's a smart business deal. Sure, it kind of screws us over in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now, course. you know, we got to figure out how, how these two are going to work together and what's going to happen with Duke Johnson. And, you know, all of that stuff now comes into play for fantasy. That's what but I'm But for a real-life NFL team, this was a no-brainer move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't. Listen, I'm saying it makes no sense. And I thought it makes no sense in the sense that why didn't another team do this that might need a running back for the future or whatever? I see what you're saying, that it was cheap. Uh, the, you know, the, the stuff will blow over eventually. And then they could use it to their advantage. But another team could have did the same thing. I don't know why someone else didn't jump on board. Well, he, has, he has a history with the GM there. That he's That's the right. guy that brought him into Kansas Dorsey. City. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dorsey. So, that, you know, maybe that's a big reason why he signed it. Yep, yep. All, All right. right. Well, we'll be back. We'll talk more about this. Take your phone calls, 844-843-6879, Fantasy Football Frenzy. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots. Bryce Harper's not going to get the money he wanted. Large market teams that do believe they can win. I would turn to Boris and I would turn to Bryce Harper and I would say something like this. We can't do 10 years. What we can do is we can make Bryce Harper the highest paid single season player in the history of the sports. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. 
Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Yeah, the Who, baby, the Who. The Who. Classic, classic rock band. The Who. 844-843-6879. It's your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra here on a Tuesday. No exec. Exec will be here later in the week. He'll be back. We got Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, your boy. Did you see... uh uh, Antonio uh, Brown's latest tweet, he just sent out now. It's all over Twitter. No, I have not. Tell me about it. <laughs> He's really trying to stir up trouble now. He's, he goes on to say, he goes on to say, if uh, if you like to wager on sports and never have or would like I'm, to try, head on over to BetDSI to have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. You heard it from Antonio Brown here first. (laughs) Very controversial statement by Antonio Brown. So, yeah, basically, Kareem Hunt, Duke Johnson, I'm saying for fantasy purposes, this is, this is fantasy football frenzy. So I'm thinking Duke is gone. Yeah, but he can't be gone until they know what, how, many to- how much time they're going to get out of uh, you know, Hunt. They can't let Duke Johnson go early if they're not going to oh, get yeah, Hunt yeah. until week 11 or week 12. Well, they have time. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what exactly the suspension is well, well before yeah, well, the season, that's right? That's easier said than done. This is the NFL. This you is know. Roger Goodell we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, we have no clue when they're going to come out with whatever they're going to decide, when they're going to decide. You know, for us to sit here and say, oh, well, we should know by then. Come on. It, it, that's just <laughs> – you can't say that in this day and age. We've seen them do crazier things before. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I, I'm just hoping that for uh, for our sakes as fantasy owners that we find out exactly what's going to happen. Well before the season starts. Or even just before the season starts, I'm cool with it. Before drafts and stuff, you know? And Demarius... You and everybody else, but Roger doesn't care about you Roger, or us no, or any of us. No, Roger's all about the, the cash. You know what I'm saying? All about that cash. Demarius Thomas released. Um, so I guess the Texans are cool with... Well, they just didn't want to carry that salary, right? Oh, yeah. They say, what, just under $8 million by letting them go. It was a smart move. They didn't use him correctly. Yeah. Again, another trade that just didn't make sense at the trade deadline to me. I, and now we're looking at what three Carlos, uh, Carlos Hyde was one stupid one. Yep. Uh, they didn't use him right. Uh, Tate was another and Demarius Thomas. I mean, none of these guys got used correctly once they made, you know, got traded for it just makes me wonder why these guys got fr- front office jobs. 
Yeah, the, none of those trades made sense. Uh, the Hyde trade was probably the worst out of them all. I don't know why they did that. It was a waste for Hyde. It was a waste for everybody. Um, but DT gone. I mean, listen, the Texans, I, I think now it leaves the door open for somebody to either get signed or, or drafted to the Texans because you got D-Hop, of course. I don't know if Kiki and Fuller are enough behind him. Because Fuller, well, Fuller's enough as long as he's on the field. That's the problem. If he's on the field, great. <laughs> That's the problem. If he's not, then you, you're in shambles again. You don't really have a tight end to speak of. You don't really have, you know, depth at wide receiver. So it's a problem. Uh, I would think they'd go after somebody or just draft one in the draft. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and then you got, you know, Kyler Murray shooting down the Cardinals in recent news. Uh, Cardinals president Michael Bidwell shot down speculation about the team selecting Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. Of course he's going to say that. You know, whether it's true or not, of course he's going to say that. Because Murray doesn't want to go there. Well, I don't think that's true. I don't think Murray's going to have a problem going there with Kingsbury there. I I think he likes that option. I think the two would actually be a good mesh. Um, I I think what is really in play here is that, you know, they don't want to come out and say, look, we're getting rid of Rosen. Because if, you know, for whatever reason, by draft time, they don't pick up Murray, uh, maybe they trade out of the spot because they get a ridiculous deal from somebody else, or, and then they're stuck with Rosen, you know, how does that work? So they can't, they can't really say that now. They have to come out and say, well, we're going to go with what we got. There's no way we can, you know, we, we're not going to make that move. Rosen is our guy. They have to say that now. Yeah. I Until mean, they have something firm that they can do with him, and they know that going in. The, the other, you know, and a lot of people make this claim because uh, we heard yesterday that, that Murray signed with the same agent that's Kingsbury's agent. agent. And, you know, it, it's funny that he's also the same agent that reps Brian Flores, who's now in Miami. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, maybe my, Murray to Miami starts to make a little sense. So it, it's, you know, again, draft, draft time is always intriguing. And, yeah. you know, coach speak, you know, head office speak, any of that stuff. You really have to take with a grain of salt. Yeah, I I understand that. It's all hoopla. And, you know, even uh, projecting the draft, like nobody knows who's going to trade up, trade down. Like it's all over the place. And there's always multiple surprises, especially in the first round. And the one thing, though, that sticks out to me here is didn't, wasn't there something where um, someone on the Cardinals said that, that they want Kyler Murray? Like they, they want to draft him. First Kingsbury overall. said said it in you know while yeah, he Kingsbury. was still in college he said you know I if if I was in the NFL I would draft Kyler Murray with the first overall pick okay well that makes sense if it was before fine because you can't say that now with Rosen. right no it was before absolutely yeah. um MLB we never talk MLB and I want to talk a little MLB you know what I'm saying we have in a couple the past couple of days there's been some news um speculation about Manny Machado, L.A. Dodgers shortstop slash third baseman, um, is a free agent, and the Yankees continue to check in with Manny Machado because nobody's, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's making any moves. Looks like the Yankees are swooping right in to just scoop him up. Well, they're going to try. That's what they're doing. And, look, it, you got to wonder what's going on here. Is it the teams don't want to pay enough, don't want to go into those long 10, 12, you know, 13-year contracts with the big monies? Or is it that 
Machado and Harper are both trying to be the the highest paid player in Major League Baseball, at least for this year, at least for right now. And you know, it could be the both of them trying to play off each other, trying to get that top contract. And man, it, no matter what, it's you know, it's going to be hurting. It we're going to probably. It, they're going to have to sign, I would imagine, by the end of February. Otherwise, we're starting to talk into cutting into time to, for league time, and that's going to be a problem. Yep. So I would have to imagine that, you know, over the next few weeks, these guys are going to sign somewhere. But it's going to be interesting to see if they get those big contracts with somebody or not. Look, usually when a team takes out a, you know, a 10-year, 300 or $350 million contract, they buy insurance against that contract in case the player gets you know, injured. Right. Now with Harper, that's not really a problem, but with Machado, that's probably a lot more expensive for them to get that insurance, being that he's already had uh, surgeries, reconstructive surgeries on both knees at mm-hmm. such an early age. So I bet the insurance on him uh, getting re-injured higher, is yeah. probably a lot higher than it would be on Harper. So I, I think that plays into it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to end up seeing is, you know, a team coming in and saying, look, we're not going to give you that $350 million contract. Yeah. Right. But what we will do is we'll make sure you're the highest played player in the league right now for this year and come in and give them a big contract for a year and see what happens. But, you know, a lot of people out there, Gabe Morency, it talks about this a lot, is that, you know, this could very well lead to a strike from in baseball yeah. because the collective bargaining agreement needs to be adjusted. And that may really become a big sticking point. Owners are making money hand over fist. If they're not ready to give it out to the players, they're going to be in trouble. I know. It's sad. There's a lot of owners out there that don't want to put any money back into the team. They don't want to do anything like that. Like the Pirates, for years, could have been had really good teams. They had pieces. They give them away. Uh, You know, Miami, that's been happening for years. They did win two World Series with homegrown products and then gives them away right after. Um... It's sad to see because you know you 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 if you can't own if you can't give back to the team and you're owning this team like you should put money back into it. You should be a baseball guy if you're owning a baseball team. I don't understand. Most of these guys aren't. They just don't want. They don't care at all. It's crazy to me. Um, well, but- I don't think it's not that they don't care at all. I think what they're trying to do, and you know, it, it's hard to throw the word collusion around without knowing the facts. So I'm but not going to do sense. that. But- yeah. But, you know, at the same time, they're all saying, look, we, we need to slow these big-ass contracts down because ultimately they're just going to get too far beyond what we are willing to pay. And, you know, I, uh, it's a little different in baseball than it is in football. Because there's you know, no cap. At least, it's, yeah, and, and in baseball, not only that, they, you know, usually the players get a little pieces of everything involved in what the stadium makes, uh, whereas you don't get that with football players. They get mm-hmm. what they pay get paid and their incentives, things like that, Bonus, but they don't make money off the, you know, the concession stands or they don't get a piece of the sky boxes that are sold, things like that, mm-hmm. where you do in baseball, those, those big names get pieces of that. So, you know, it, it's a crazy business. And right now something, something's got to give, whether it's be the teams or the players, something's got to give here soon. There's a lot of free agents waiting in line. And, you know, one of the great lines I, I, I saw that I really liked, um, you, you know, the infielder, Ty Kelly, who just signed with the Angels, little known, you know, backup type of guy. Okay. Um, you know, he signed with the Angels, and then he comes out and said, okay, well, I signed with the baseball team. Finally, the Machado and Harper Dominoes can start to fall. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought that saying. was funny. Yeah, coming out of this little no-name guy. said, okay, well, now I signed. Everybody else can fall into place. That is funny. Ty Kelly, <laughs> 30, uh, 
He's 30 years old. That's a, that's, a, that's a player that's been around for a long time somewhere in the minors, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do a little bit of nothing. But I, I just love the, you know, the, you know, the comedy of it, coming out and saying that. that I just thought that was interesting. No, I, I, I agree. That is pretty funny. Ty Kelly. Never heard of him, to be honest with you. Um, 844-843-6879. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Kareem Hunt signing, um, Goon Squad draft, chat, what up? Uh, I want to know, you know, about your draft and, you know, how you think you did or whatever. We're going to go back into the draft and we'll talk about Taz's team, which we haven't yet. Um, But one more thing on this. So, essentially, this is the owners, uh, the team's faults. Because, to me, it all started with the Jason Wirtz signing uh, years ago where he got a huge contract from Washington and... It didn't even come close to paying off. Jacoby Ellsbury, another huge contract, didn't even pay off at all. Not a cent. Uh, like, these contracts were bad. Bad contracts made by the, by the teams, by the front offices. And now, they, now they're all scared. Oh, well, look at all these bad contracts that happened. We don't want to put in 10-year long-term contracts, and then it fails. So you wait, 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 pull but, it away. wait. I, I get exactly what you're saying, but you're going to blame them for that? That's smart business. If you're seeing all these big-ass contracts out there that are flaming out, teams spending all these money for, for these guys, and it's not working out, and then they say, okay, well, let's pull back. That's not a smart move. Let's not do it that way. How can you blame them for that? That's just smart I'm business. I'm not blaming I'm- all the owners. I- I'm saying that, you know, whoever, like, the first team, the first owner that started this trend where they, they oh, you know, they overpaid for Jason Worth and whatever. Like, well, Steinbrenner you started, started a the terrible market. Alex Rodriguez. Well, Alex Rodriguez was worth it. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand that, but he's the one. Wasn't he the first one that got the huge, ridiculous like ten year, you know, ten year, yeah. three hundred fifty million dollar contract? You know, came from the Yankees. I, they started that stuff when yeah. they were throwing money around. I believe he you know, was getting paid right. when he got that contract. He was the highest paid player, I think, ever at that time, and I think we was getting like twenty three million a year, something like that. I don't know. I would have to. Yeah, look I, don't, I don't remember the specific number. Twenty-five, yeah, it was, maybe. It was just nuts at, at the time. It was extremely nuts. Yeah. But I, and I, I'm not saying anything. You know, kid played great baseball. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But you know, that's what started that trend towards those huge contracts coming yeah, into it, play. But at some point, you got to have a happy medium. You know, and uh, I get it that you want to sign these guys for ten years and you know uh, put that money out there. But at the same time, if a lot of these contracts are falling through the cracks and these guys are p- getting paid ridiculous money to not perform, then you're going to yeah. see that backpedal, and that's what we're seeing now. Right, or if they get injured, and, you know, like Ellsbury, basically, his whole career on the Yankees is an injury case. But the thing is, like, it, it just it, it changes the whole market. It sets the market, and it was sloppily done because, like, it's not like you're giving 10 years to a guy that's – a lot of these contracts weren't 10-year contracts given to guys that are 24 25 that, you know, just getting into their prime and they showed a couple of years of them being a great player, like, you know, maybe like a Francisco Lindor. But you're giving 10-year contracts to guys that are 30 years old, like Albert Pujols. Like, how does that make sense? He's not going to play when he's 40. And he's not, and he's obviously, he's almost 40 at this point, I think. I think he's like, what, 39 or something like that. He hasn't been that productive in, in you know, basically a year and a half, two years. So, yeah, but that, a lot of that is built into some of those contracts when you start to d- deal with guys of that age. Look, you know, when we're talking about 
Harper and Machado. I mean, we're talking about two 26-year-old players that are in their prime right they now. They are, yes. That could easily play for 10 years in this league and be productive for all 10 years yeah. based on what we've seen from them so far. Yeah. But they still don't want to pay those big big no. dollar contracts. You know, I, I think what end up going to happen is somebody's going to come in and pay them a ridiculous amount of money, but only for two or three years. Yeah, that's what San Francisco's trying to do now with Harper. They're going to give him a really lucrative deal, a short-term deal, but he's going to get paid well. Um, but, you know, these guys also want basically the insurance of, the lo- of a longer-term deal. So the thing is, when you started too high, like the way the MLB owners did by doing these 10-year contracts, the, you know, there's no place to go but down after that. Like a, a happy medium would be, you know, five, six, seven years, fine. Especially for a guy like Harper and Machado, I'm cool with a seven-year contract for these guys. They, Like you said, they're young, and they could easily produce all those years. But once you started giving 10-year contracts to 30-year-old guys, it's like, it's chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even judge the market after that? Um, it, it just affected everything negatively, and maybe this is coming to a, a climax, which will be, you know, baseball basically going on strike. You know, ba- basically... We're going to miss baseball. Can't afford to go on strike again. They really need to do everything they in their power to not. They lost so many fans. I know. The last time they did the strike, I, I mean, that was ninety four. I, I, mean, I was one of them. I, I I just lost all faith in the league, and you're going to have that again. Look, the game's not as exciting. We talked about that a little bit earlier right. in the week. Uh, you know, without the everybody doing the steroids, without the juice balls or whatever, it, it's not that exciting. So already, there's people that yep. are like eh, baseball. Fantasy you, football you go on frenzy. strike at this point, you're going to lose a ton of them. We'll be back, baby. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Scout Fantasy Sports. Kyler Murray wants to be a football player now. It seems like he wants to play football more to make this decision and obviously also more of a financial upside, especially if he goes in the first round. And I would think he knows he's going in the first round. You don't think there's more money in baseball than football? Not long term. In football, he can get a huge signing bonus this year. Baseball takes forever. And even if he's a first round pick, he's not even a lot to ever see the majors. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. 
the morning after. Ironically enough, he signs with the team that the incident happened in the city. It was in Cleveland that this happened. Don't forget, he played for the Toledo Rockets as well, right? He's from there. That's the only thing that I could come up with that made sense on this deal is the fact that Kareem Hunt played his college ball in the state of Ohio. Timing is perfect, too, though. He'll be in the news for today, maybe tomorrow. And then we're going to not hear anything about Kareem Hunt for a while. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Yeah, this is some some odd metal slash maybe it's, industrial it might, techno. It, it, it might be Gabe's band. band? I know. Yeah, I don't this know. This isn't Gabe's band, is. Bona, is it? This is Slipknot. Ah, uh, Slipknot. Yeah, not a big not I a like big Slipknot. Yeah. But I didn't know that that was Slipknot. It didn't really sound like them for a second. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of lost all faith in heavy metal back when... Uh, um, the Grammys gave Jethro Tull uh, the the award for best heavy metal band. Yeah, Jethro Tull is not <laughs> a heavy metal band. They are I not was even close. When they did that, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, Although right? I tell you, they they put on great live concerts. Uh, we, you know, I've, I've seen them quite a few times, but I remember one time we went to see them, and uh, you know, you know. Ian Anderson, who's the lead singer and plays the flute for them, and you know he starts to do a, a a flute solo, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes into his pose where he goes up on the one leg and puts the flute straight up in the air, mm-hmm. but yet the flute is still playing, and I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. All of a sudden, the spotlight comes on, and the drummer is literally standing on top of his drums playing a flute solo. <laughs> they I, are I was, an interesting. I band. was I was so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the bands that have a lot of different instruments going on and stuff, and, and they switch it up. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work. Um, we got some phone calls. Fantasy Football Friends, they on a Tuesday. Uh, wait, before we, before we get to talk about that, we got that, in, that uh, big announcement that we had to make for the FNTSY network. Um, Mike, did you get the email from Mike? He wanted us to make this annou- I already announcement. Know, I already know what's coming. Okay. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head to head and three ball betting tools, PGA pro tip, subscriber chat, and more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium. Choose golf and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium. Click on golf and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. There you go. Dailyroto.com. Drew, Drew Dink, uh, Dinkmeyer and the crew got it done in DFS this past football season. So shout out to them. Shout out to Drew. Um, you know, they hit big a couple of times and I'm sure on a weekly basis as well. Made some money. On the DFS. Got to get involved. The phones. We got Pete's. We got Lamar the Prince on the line. And a couple of others waiting after that. 844-843-6879. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Lamar the Prince. What's good with you? 
Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, man? Hey, Lamar. Hey, Lamar. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, doing well. Hey, so real quick, just a few things. Uh, so I have the number one overall pick in my fantasy baseball league. This is the first year I've been in it since 2007. So like I said, I forgot a lot of stuff, but I'm like Jim. I've been doing my reading. So I wanted to ask both of you, mm -hmm. if you had the overall number one pick, Big Cash League, um, who would you pick? Mike Trout. Ooh, Mike you would go with Trout, huh? Yep. So, so the closer is saying Mike Trout. I'm writing this down now. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Now, if you were, I mean, you can. See, here's the problem. Like, in most drafts, you're going to see that people are going to take hitters in the first round for the most part. There are pitchers that go. They, It's rare to see a pitcher go one overall, though. Kershaw did it. Had years where he was going one overall. Uh, but this year, Scherzer would be the one overall pick at pit, at the starting pitcher position. But I wouldn't really take him one number one overall. You know what I'm saying? I would take Trout because you're... Trout's the best player in baseball. To put it right. to put it simply, he he's the best player in baseball right now. Mister Day, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind, you know. Look, I, I get it with Trout. Absolutely, you know, thirty plus homers, twenty plus steals, hundred plus runs yeah. every year. I, you know, I get it. But there's part of me that's really liking Mookie Betts. I love Mookie Betts too. I love yeah, him too. I, I mean, I just damn. I I don't know. I, I just I've been. Kind of hitching towards a little bit more towards Mookie Betts than Trout. I, I mean, I get yeah, it's either hard way. To go, <laughs> Trout, yeah, Trout, Trout is you know has done so well. It just, but I, I don't know. It's just something about Betts that I really like. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, I just I, I'm liking what I see from him. You know, get that outfielder early, get that nice, you know, damn, you know, runs and. Bags. Yeah, uh, yeah, what, 29 homers last year? So, Only 89 RBIs. I'd like to see more tell, RBIs tell me, out of him. Give me his numbers and we'll compare him to Trout's. What did he do last year? He had, uh, let's see, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my 116 runs. Uh, mm -hmm. He had 29 homers. I want to say 89 RBIs. Okay. Uh, I think he had 25 stolen bases somewhere around there. And he batted 306. Okay. That's Mookie Betts' numbers, right? Yeah. He, I'm going to verify right now. He actually had, oh, man, he had 129 runs scored. 129? Yep. Mookie Betts, 129 runs scored last year. That's, you can't do better than that. Um, 180 hits, 47 doubles. Can't do much better than that. F uh, five triples, trinkle that in there. 32 homers, 80 RBIs, 30 bags, got caught stealing six times, 81 walks. You could do a little better than that, but not much. Um, batted 346. Only struck out 91 times. Almost walked as many times as he struck out. So, yeah, dude, top. He, he, it's him and Trap. You know what I'm saying? But here's the, now let's look at Trap's last season. Basically, Trout had 101 runs scored, so he had less runs scored. But the guy for the most part, will give you 100-plus runs scored almost every single year. He's, did it, he's done it every single year. He's played a full season except for 2017. He had 92. Uh, other years, he had 123, 115. But last year was 101. The team was bad, plain and simple. The Angels were bad. The Red Sox are much, much better lineup. So it's a big difference. Um, and runs and RBIs are a lot reliant on your lineup. Um, 
He had 24 doubles. Here's the thing about Trout. He doesn't hit that many doubles. That's a stat. In, especially in a points league, what I play in, doubles are important. You, a lot of doubles is like 35, 40. 45 is ridiculous. 50s, you know, you're the best in the league. Um, he hit 24 this year, 25 the year before. And for the most part, he hits around 30 to 35. So he doesn't hit that many doubles. He did hit 39 homers last year. 70, only 79 RBIs. Once again, the team wasn't very good. Um, and that's the other part that I like with Betts. With is Betts. That, you know, he, he's got a better team around him mm-hmm. than Trout does. So he may get more opportunities, yeah. all I'm thinking. No, he, he probably will end up with more. Uh, he'll probably end up with a similar amount of run scored, but I would think that he'll end up with more because of the protection in the lineup. Um, and the RBIs might be similar because, once again, he had, uh, he had 39 homers, 79 RBIs. Mookie only had 80. Mookie bats leadoff or, or second or whatever it is. Um, we'll right, see so where he's not he... going to get a ton of RBI chances. Right. But he does make a good amount based on where he does bat. Right. And that's the thing. Trout don't bat leadoff. He bats usually in the heart of the lineup, three or four. Um, 70 hours, 24 bags. Mookie had 30, but he only got caught twice. You know, like this dude stole 49 bags his rookie year. They just don't make him steal as much anymore because he's such a huge asset. You don't want him get, getting injured stealing bases. That's what they do in the MLB now. I'm not. I'm against it. I don't like that. Let the guy play. I know you're paying a lot of money for him, but if he could steal 50 bags, let the dude steal 50 bags. Um, not really. <laughs> I, I hate that. This happens to every great player. When they first come up, like Hanley Ramirez, when he first came up, the dude was stealing 50 bags, 40 bags. After a while, they were like, you know what? We're not going to let him steal bags anymore because he's too valuable. Um, yeah, so 122 walks. 122 walks for Mike Trout last year. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You're not getting that anywhere else. 124 strikeouts. So almost the same thing. And batted 312. They're essentially the same. The only difference is you're probably going to get a little bit more stolen bases out of Mookie. You're probably going to get a little bit more run scored out of Mookie and more doubles for sure. He had 47 doubles last year. Trout only hit 29. So that's the difference. The power is in Trout's favor, though. And I would think that, you know, in a normal season, if the, you know, if the Angels could hit a little better and get on base a little bit more for him, um, you know, I think Trout could drive in 100. You know, I think he'll, he's going to drive in 100 in a full season. He also didn't play a full season last year. He played 140 games. So in a full season, you know he's going to drive in 100. I, flip a coin. Mookie bets Mike Trout, you, 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 you know, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. But I, wouldn't, that, I would go one of those two, I would say. You make a good yeah, case. Yeah, I can't really see anybody else be up there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know a, a few people out there are making the Jose case Ramirez. for Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, yeah. He's, very, he's uh, extremely young, too. Very young. 25, I think, 26. He's old he is. He's a great and player. And he's a middle, you know, you get him, you can use him at either second or third, so gives you that little bit of flexibility there as well. Yeah. Uh and but at the beginning of a of a baseball draft or in any draft for that matter, whatever sport, you're going best available no matter what the position. We don't think really think about position scarcity till a little later on, maybe in uh Oh, I, I no no, I I I get that, yeah. but at the same time, if you get somebody that fills that position scarcity and is a good value at the same time, yeah. doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. You know, doesn't if hurt. I end up with 
Ramirez early in my draft, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, I mean, you can't go wrong there. That's the thing. The first, like, uh, eight guys, you can't really go wrong. First, especially those first, like, five, I'd say. Really, really good value there. Uh, I mean, value. Basically, you you can't miss unless they get hurt. Um, We also have, uh, who's Bavona, who else we got on the line? I'm sorry, say that again. Kevin in Missouri. Boone Squad. Howdy, guys. How you doing? What's up, my dude? I got a couple topics to talk to you all about. Um, One, with Antonio Brown. You know, he's got, you know, he's done with the Steelers, you know, and I I got a feeling, you know, I'd like to see him, you know, play down at Kansas City. And, you know, Eric Berry, you know, he's had a lot of injuries lately. And I think, you know, yeah, he's the heart of Kansas City. But, you know, you got to give to get. And, you know, I think if we had Antonio Brown and Mahomes and Tyree Kill and, and Sammy Watkins, you know, I mean, what do you all think about that? See, well, it'd be a murderer's row. But yeah. <laughs> But here's no, I don't the problem. think they how do you can pull it off cap-wise. That, and how do you feed all those guys? You know, I mean, Sammy Watkins would have to be the odd man out. I don't think he would get much yes. burn, you know, with Antonio and Tyreek Hill there. Um, and I, it's just not really a big need for them. I don't think... No, I, Go ahead. I just think, you know, it'd be good for us because, you know, we just, we need, we've lost Kareem Hunt, you know, of course, with the allegations that happened, but we need another player, but... You know, with the Eric Berry, I think that, honestly, the guy that stepped in, you know, when he was hurt, he did a good job. And, and you know, I don't think Eric Berry's, you know, yeah, he's the heart of Kansas City, but sometimes you got to let go of things to win. And, you know, I feel like if we got, you know, traded somebody and gave up Eric Berry, you know, where do we go then? And then the next topic I have for you is, you know, what could Arkansas have done during the South Carolina game to win that game? Because they were doing so good. And then they just let go of that game. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't even see the game, so I can't even comment to that at Arkansas? all. Arkansas? Yes. Which game are we talking about? Arkansas? Yeah, South, South Carolina. Nah, I, I gather he's talking about the foot, college football game. Yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. I, gather. I didn't sure. see the game, I so I really can't comment either. on it. Yeah, I didn't watch that game, but I yeah. – Go ahead. Uh, and then, you know, the, other re- the topic I have real quick, too, is the, the game with Missouri tonight. I mean, what do you think they can do to beat, go down there to Columbia and, and win that game? Well, they got to have an up-tempo game, that's for sure. They've they got to get out there fast and, and, and be able to move that ball fast against that defense. If, if they try to slow it down at all against that defense, they're going to get shot down. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't speak on that. Not I haven't watched really Missouri football or anything like that or, or basketball recently. I get into the March Madness. That's about it. Um, but to talk about Eric Berry and the Chiefs, right, and Antonio Brown. First of all, Berry's been, I guess you could say he's the heart of the Chiefs, but really he hasn't been able to do much because he hasn't been on the field. Now, the guy's super talented. He could be one of the best safeties in the league, but he doesn't play, and that's a big problem. And here's the other thing. They don't need Antonio Brown. I know they lost Kareem Hunt, but as Jim Day says, Damian Williams fills in pretty nicely. And they're going to get somebody else for the cheap to be, you know, to compliment Damian Williams. They'll have, listen, their offense is going to be fine. I'm not worried about their offense. It's their defense that needs help. They need to get a lot of players on defense, starting with the linebacker position. But like you said, the fill-in for Barry this year did okay. They, 
Their biggest problem is that linebacker. I think they need to fill that out, and they need to draft defensively. They need to build that defense up because if their defense is even average, even average, that team might go to the Super Bowl and win it. That's how good the offense is. Jim? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, no doubt about it. Everybody knows their defense was the part that let them down this year. They need to make changes, uh, so no doubt. Uh, <laughs> It, uh, I'm sure there's going to be quite a few changes coming. I, I think they need to get a couple of linebackers, uh, get some speedy linebackers in there would be a big help to mm-hmm. them. Um, and, and another safety would be a, a big boon to their defense. So definitely things that they're going to have to look at with this upcoming draft and free agency. You know, look, I, I'm sure they know that after this season. They know what they have in their offense. Even with Damian Williams over, over Hunt, they can make that work. Right. Uh, you know, So I'm not really worried about AB, that. The offensive yeah. side of the ball. Uh, you know, with Hill there, with Kelsey there, even Watkins, uh, you know, if he could stay healthy for 16 games, he'd be a viable wide receiver in this league. That's just his knock. He just can't seem to do that. Yeah, he can't stay uh, healthy. But, you know, even, listen, even if he did miss, you know, four or five games, I don't think it hurts him that much. There's such a stacked offensive team that they're going to be fine in that sense. They need to get that defense going. And trading Berry... I don't think you're going to get the value you want for Barry. Uh, you're at not this point. at this point, especially with all the injuries. You're not going to get much value for him right. at all. He's 30 years it, old. Uh, between the point. age and the injuries, you're, yeah, you're you're looking at not not. He's really not even almost not worth trading because you won't get enough back for him. Yeah, exactly. You won't get anything back, and you might as well keep him. And hopefully, he's healthy this season and actually helps that defense out. That's the best case scenario for Barry. Trading him isn't going to do anything for you, really. Uh, basically what the Chiefs need to do is draft well, get defensive players, maybe also, you know, help that offensive line a little more, you know, keep it fresh so you have a deep offensive line rotation, and they'll be fine. The Chiefs will be another Super Bowl contender. Don't you worry. All right, that's Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Tuesday for your boy, the closer, for Jim Day Fantasy, Taz. We out. We'll see you tomorrow. Coon Squad. Out.